0: What you need to do is be thankful for the life you got, you know what I'm saying? Stop looking at what you ain't got and start being thankful for what you do got. Let's get to him, baby girl. That's hey. right. Hey.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the St. Ambrose University Sports Show on KALA HD2 106.1. This is Schistel Speaks Sports, and I am your host, Ryan Schistel. Today is Thursday, April 13th, and it has been an absolutely beautiful day here at St. Ambrose University and the Quad Cities area, second straight day of 80-plus degree weather, just absolutely perfect, much better than the 50-degree weather we had been dealing with just weeks ago. So there was no show last week as it was Easter break here at SAU, and once again, that means that there is quite a bit to talk about in the SAU sports world. So let's start this evening show off with some Lynx talk, and that is a.k.a. Golf Talk. So the men's golf team has competed in three events so far this spring season. On the 4th, the Bees took 10th in the WIU intercollegiate event. They then followed up that performance with another 10th place finish at the Upper Iowa Invite from Waterloo on the 8th. Most recently, the Bees turned it around and had a good fortune taking 2nd place at the Blackhawk Spring Invitational this past Tuesday. As a team, the Bees shot 40 over par, one shot behind the Victors in Highland Community College. The Bees had three top eight finishers. Sophomore Dylan McHaleer and senior Jared Tiggs tied for sixth place, shooting seven over par. Senior Hunter Metal was close behind, coming in eighth place at nine over. The Bees are set to compete in the Mount Mercy Spring Shootout from Iowa City next Tuesday and Wednesday. The women's golf team has also competed in three events so far this spring. The team took 6th place in the WIU Intercollegiate and 5th in the Upper Iowa Invite. The women's team most recently took part in the St. Xavier Battle at the Creek from Morris, Illinois. As a team, the Bees placed 3rd. They were 44 shots behind the champions in St. Xavier, who really dominated the course and won by 10 strokes. The best golfer for the Bees was Aliana Mendoza, who shot 7 over par and tied for 4th place in individual scores. Coming up for the women's golf team, they'll be competing in the CCAC Championships from TPC Deer Run and Silvis on Monday and Tuesday of next week. Now for track and field talk. The track and field teams have both had two meets and under their belts for the outdoor season. Neither meet has a team score listed, so let's go over some of the individual events that the Bees won. At the SAU spring opener, Will Reemsma took home the 400-meter hurdles, and he was also a part of the 4-by-100-meter relay. Keon Lewis also took first in the men's triple jump. All five members of the shot put team also took first through fifth place. The men also took the top three spots in the discus throw. In this same meet for the woman, Gabby Butler brought home the 200-meter dash. The Bees also brought home the top three spots in the 400-meter dash, with Butler leading the way. Kate Sirwillow took first in the pole vault, and Lexi Johnson won the long jump. Liliana Olson joined her teammates, bringing it home in the triple jump. Anna Miller ended with first-place finishers, bringing it home in both shot put and discus. The SAU Easter weekend meet was not as kind of these as the men struggled to bring home many first-place finishes. The same thing went for the woman. Both teams will be competing in the Jim Duncan Invitational from Des Moines, Iowa, this upcoming weekend, starting tomorrow. Now for tennis talk, starting with the men's tennis team. The team has been iffy so far this semester and especially in the month of April, winning only one of the five contests that they have had so far. The Bees lost at Holy Cross four to nothing on the first, and then followed that up with a four to three victory at home against Grandview. After that, the Bees traveled to Olivet Nazarene losing four to one and losing this past Tuesday to Judson four to one as well. Most recently, though, a.k.a. yesterday, the Bees went to Rock Island, Illinois, to face off against the Quad City rivals of Augustana. Augustana would go on to win 7-2, to as Gianfranco Garcia and Gabriel Guillemarre took one of the doubles matches, 8-6, to from Augie. So that was one of the points that the Bees got. And then Brian Lelm won his singles match by scores of 6-4 to and 6-1, to to get the Bees second point. Overall, it has not been a great season for the men's tennis team as they now sit with an overall record of 8 and 11 and a conference record of 0 and 3. Now, I guess you could say the good news is the Bees are 6 and 2 at home. However, the bad news is they are 2 and 6 on the road and 0 and 3 at neutral sites. They are also on a 3-match losing streak. And tennis talk for the women's team. That team also not doing all too hot, 5-13 overall, 0-2 in the conference, and on an eight game losing streak. The Bees are 2-4 at home, 0-6 on the road, and 3-3 at neutral sites. In the month of April, the Bees lost at Holy Cross 4 0 and followed that up with a loss at St. I'm sorry, at Olivet Nazarene, 4 0 as well. Now, then the bees faced off against Co at Coen Cedar Rapids, losing eight to one, and then they lost to Cornell from Mount Vernon, Iowa, seven to two. Now the women's team is in action right now as they are facing off against Augustana, and it looks like Augustana actually has already won, as it says the current score is. 9 to nothing in favor of Augie. And yes, that is exactly what happened. And it looks like there were not many close games for the Bees as they lose their doubles 8 to 2, 8 to 2, 8 to 1, and then they lose their singles by, it's either 6 to 0 and 6 to 1. So not a great performance out of the women's tennis team in today's matchup, as that means they will drop their ninth straight and fall to 5-14 and 14 on the year. Outside of that, I mean, really, I guess we can go back and talk some more about golf, especially this men's team, because they are pretty good. Obviously, these last couple of uh, tournaments they've gone to has not been their way. As I talked about, the men's team will get ready to face off in the Mount Mercy Spring Shootout on the 18th and 19th from the Finkbine Golf Course in Iowa City. After that, it will be the CCAC Championships held at the Cinder Ridge Golf Course in Wilmington, Illinois. That's on the 24th and 25th. Then, on the 28th and 29th, it's the Viking Invitational from Highland Springs in Rock Island, Illinois. That's going to be how... The men's team wraps up their golf season. And then for the women's, as I talked about, they are competing in the CCAC Championships from TPC Deer Run and Silvis on Monday and Tuesday. After that, they will compete in the Augustana Viking Invitational on Friday the 28th and Friday, and Saturday the 29th from Highland Springs in Rock Island. The times of that start are TBA. After that, on May 23rd through the 26th, the NAIA Championships will be held at TPC Deer Run at Silvis. Again, those times are all TBA on start times for the women's team. Now, for the tennis team, uh, it's it's very interesting. as neither team all too hot right now as the men's team closes out their season here relatively soon. They have... An away date with St. Francis of Illinois and Lockport at 7.30 p.m. on Saturday. And then they will be at Cardinal Stritch in Wisconsin on Wednesday for a noon contest. Their regular season wraps up at Roosevelt on April 22nd at 12 o'clock noon from Davenport, West Davenport. So they do get to close out their season at home for the women's tennis program as we just kind of keep bouncing around here. Uh, Again, it's really the exact same. Uh, In fact, it is the exact same. So at St. Francis at 730 on Saturday, at Cardinal Stritch at noon on Tuesday, and then against Roosevelt at noon next Saturday, the 22nd, from Davenport West High School. Now, the one team I really do want to kind of focus back up on is the track and field teams because – you know, they really haven't had the best of starts, uh, you know, to their outdoor season. But I, I think that this Jim Duncan Invitational is a really good chance for both the men's and women's teams to turn it around and really build upon having a better uh, outdoor season. And then outside of that, I mean, they've got the Augustana Meet of Champions from Rock Island on the 21st through the 22nd. So that would be the weekend after this one. And then they've got... The Drake relays on uh, Thursday and Friday of the 27th and 28th uh, and the 29th, actually. And then really, it's just the CCAC uh, Outdoor Championships, the St. Francis Fighting Chance Meet, uh, Augustana Midwest, Twilight, and then the NAIA NAIA Outdoor Championships. Uh, You know, this team, some would say, kind of underperforming to, you know, how they had their... Indoor meets where the bees men's team took at worst second and the women's team took at worst third. So I think that a lot of people kind of came into the outdoor season thinking, well, you know, we were so successful uh, indoor. We're going to be able to relate that right to the outdoor. And that's not really how it's worked too, too far. But it's so early in the outdoor season that, you know, there's going to be a lot of time to turn around these past two meets. It's been cold. It's been windy. Uh, I was at one of them fell in the mud after it had rained was not a fun time for me, but you can just kind of tell, you know, once it warms up more and more, uh, the bees are going to get back on track and track and field, especially those throwers. Cause I, I know more so about the throwers than I do the, uh, the runners for St. Ambrose. And I can say that, you know, they're, they're all a very good people to, you know, meet and just kind of be able to talk to. They're very easy to talk to, but not only that, You know, they just, they they all have like that friendly competitiveness where, you know, they get to joke around um, during meets with each other and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, they're always there, A, trying to beat out each other just to kind of, you know, have that competition. But they're also constantly cheering on each other and making sure that, you know, they get the best results possible, uh, meet in and meet out, even at practices. Uh, One of my roommates is a thrower on the uh, shot put team. Here And, you know, he's not even competing in the meet this weekend, but he still went out there to practice just because this team kind of holds themselves to such a standard in which they, you know, they want the best for themselves all around. So very excited to be able to keep covering uh, track and field and really, I'm uh, really excited to keep talking about golf and tennis even in the beginning half of the show. And then, you know, baseball, uh, softball, lacrosse, all that other fun stuff on the other side right before going to the commercial break though it is time to talk about bowling now with the bowling team uh they really haven't been in action since uh, a couple shows ago but just a quick reminder the bees bowling team will for the men will be competing in the intercollegiate singles and team championships from las vegas nevada from the 18th through the 22nd for the women's bowling team. It looks like their season has actually, they have wrapped up. Uh, I think they were supposed to have one more thing, but it got canceled. I could be wrong on that. Um, you know, the men's team has been doing pretty good. The women's team had a few really good finishes. You know, their first uh, three bowling meets, they came in second and all of them, then they kind of dropped off and, would fall into the the teens or the 20s range with a few, you know, top tens mixed in and there. But again, you know, as a sport that it it was fun to cover when they were in the regular season, and I'm sure it'll be fun next year too when this show comes back after summer break. But for right now, that is going to do it for the first half of Schistel Speak Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. When I return after this short commercial break, it'll be lacrosse, baseball, and softball as the main talking points. Don't touch that dial because this is the place to be on your Thursday afternoon slash evening. You're listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1 FM.
0: Now, when the baby is fussy, it could mean that she's hungry or wet or she may need to be birthed. I can't believe how much there is to learn about being a new mother. Or maybe she's just tired. Let's put her down for a nice nap right here on her tummy. Oh, no, Ma. She needs to sleep on her back. Maybe at night, but this is just a little nap. But we read that you always put babies to sleep on their backs. There's less chance of crib death. They call it SIDS or Sudden Infant Death Syndrome. The crib also has a firm mattress, and there's no loose bedding or stuffed toys in there. We want to do everything we can to keep her safe. I guess you do know a thing or two about being a mother. How about that? Babies sleep safest on their backs, both at nap time and night time. Always put your baby on his or her back to sleep to reduce the risk of sudden infant death syndrome. For more information, call 1-800-505-CRIB. That's 1-800-505-CRIB. This message is from the Department of Health and Human Services and the women in the NAACP. The day I knew I could turn my dreams and goals into reality was the day I picked this place. St. Ambrose University. Hey, me too. Me three. You know, for me, it was the day I visited St. Ambrose. I know! Over 70 majors to choose from?
1: And the flexibility to mix majors and minors. I designed my own program to reach my goals. Nice, huh?
0: That's what SAU is all about.
1: Look, employers know St. Ambrose
0: grads come fully equipped with a winning attitude. Sure, we're taught the values of teamwork, leadership, community service. That's what we're all about. I love all the internship opportunities. And the chance to study abroad. Listen, people, enjoy it while you can, because when my Dreams and goals become reality? Yeah. yeah. You're all working for me. <laughs> it's time to turn your goals into reality. Visit us in person or online at sau.edu, St. Ambrose University, Davenport, Iowa. Every weekday in Topeka, third grader Linda Brown had to leave home at 7.40 a.m. to get to school by nine. She had to walk all the way across town through a railroad yard just to get there. And this infuriated her father, Oliver Brown, since another school, Sumner, was right in the neighborhood. But Linda was black and the Sumner school was white. Oliver Brown tried in vain to register his daughter at the segregated school. He was frustrated time and again. But he was a man on a mission fueled by his faith in the Bill of Rights. He took his case all the way to the US Supreme Court, where Brown versus the Board of Education became a civil rights landmark. On July 10th, 1954, Chief Justice Earl Warren ruled that in public education, separate but equal has no place. Freedom has a name, the Bill of Rights, a public service announcement of this station in the American Bar Association. Yeah. is in the
1: Station for St. Ambrose University Sports, KALA Davenport. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into Schistel Speak Sports, the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show on KALA HD 2, 106.1. I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. It was a lot of talk about bowling, track and field, tennis, and golf in the first half of of tonight's episode. Now, for the second half, it's lacrosse, baseball, and softball. Let's start things off talking about the men's lacrosse team. The men's lacrosse team, who currently has a record of 6-6 six and six overall with a 2-2 two and two conference record, has played two games since the last episode. On the first, it was a 9-7 to road loss to William Penn. In this game, the Bees jumped out to an early lead Three to one after the first. However, William Penn would come up, would come back, and they tied it up at four at the half. Then William Penn took the lead after three, leading by a score of seven to six. Then William Penn added two, and the Bees only added one in the fourth, for that nine to seven finish. For the Bees, goals were scored by Lachlan Hodge, Matt Cordopassi, Ian Bond, Joe Campbell, Cole Danner. And Mikhail Shaddix. Oh, and Isaiah Hahn. Can't forget about Isaiah. The goalie of the game was Nolan Hayes. He played all 60 minutes, giving up the nine goals on 24 shots faced. So outside of that game for the Bees, they had another road game on the 8th, in which this one was a 14-7 road victory over Missouri Baptist from Marshall, Missouri. Again, the bees jumped out to an early lead, leading six to two after one, and leading seven to four at the half. The bees then added five goals to Missouri Valley's uh, three goals in the third quarter, making the score twelve to seven. The bees then shut out Missouri Valley in the fourth quarter, adding two of their own to make it that fourteen to seven final. Now, when it came to scoring, for the bees, Michael Shakran had a goal. Matt Cortapassi had a goal. Tyler Yetka had two. Isaiah Bonn had one. Cole Danner had two. Mikhail Shaddix had one. Pat Flynn had one. Isaiah Hahn had two. And Michael Keating, fun fact, my RA, led the team with a hat trick of three goals. Once again, Nolan Hayes was in goal for this one, giving up seven goals on his 16 shots faced in 60 minutes of action. Now a look ahead for the men's lacrosse team. The team nearly done with their regular season. They face off against Benedictine Kansas on the 22nd at noon at home. That game will be played at the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex just a few blocks off the main campus of St. Ambrose here in Davenport. After that, it will be time for the conference tournament, which starts on the 26th and ends on the 29th. Now in women's cross team, they have had a much busier month going 2 and 3 so far in the month of April. The now 6 and 6 overall and 3 and 1 in conference women's team has lost to Benedictine, Indiana Tech and Ottawa, three very good teams. One was ranked 2 are receiving votes. The Bees beat William Penn and most recently they beat Missouri Valley. In that game against Missouri Valley, it was a 25 to 5 victory for the bees they get out to an early lead leading 12 to nothing after the first and adding on 5 to 1 in the second to go into the half leading 17 to 1 the bees then added five more in the third making the score 22 to 1 and then the bees get outscored in the fourth 4 to 3 for that 25 to 5 victory in this game for the bees there were a bunch of scores. For the bees, starting with Mackenzie Zions, who had two. Abby Messina had one. Jaden Ambrose had four. Avila Uberstig had one. Annabelle Brown and Sage Carlton each had two. Abigail Varkalis, who is a KLA member, had one of her own. Lauren Hoseley had five. Audrey Warner had three. Clear Jeffers had one. Maggie Sampson, Hannah Reynolds, and Morgan O'Malley also all had one. In goal to start out the game, it was Sage Carleton who gave up one goal on the four shots she faced. So she gives up a goal, saves three of the four shots she faces, and puts two in the back of the net. Sophie McPeak came in for the second half of action, giving up four goals on ten shots faced. So with that win, like I said, the bees go to 500 overall on the year, but three and one in the conference. They will have their final game of the regular season this Saturday, April 15th, at five o'clock p.m., at Culver Stockton, Missouri. After that, their conference tournament, the Heart of America Conference, will begin on the 19th of April, so next Wednesday, and then their finals would be on the 22nd, which is a Saturday. I believe that's held in Kansas. Now, some pretty big news in the men's and women's lacrosse, uh, you know, overall view, would be coming more so on the women's lacrosse side of things. That news would be... At, uh, Warner, <clears throat> excuse me, Audrey Warner was named the Heart of America Woman's Across Offensive Player of the Week. So although the Bees went two and two on this past week, uh, you know, Warner had played just overall fantastic. She had 15 total goals, seven assists, and nine ground balls in the four games that they have played in this last week. She's definitely been a leader on this Bees team, and she looks to you know finish it off in the regular season and into the conference and hopefully national tournaments. Now it's time for some baseball and softball talk to close out the show tonight. We'll start with baseball, as the baseball team has been extremely hot. As some of you may remember, at one point I said the baseball team was 9-18, and 18 For an overall record, they are now 15 and 20. So, you know, they've added on six wins and only lost two. In the conference, they are 10 and 5, and they are on a one game losing streak. So far in the month of April, they lost their first game of the month on the second, 12 to 3, but then they ended up splitting that doubleheader on the second with Indiana South Bend, winning the second game 1 to nothing. After that, they had a game. On the third against Indiana South Bend to close out that series, it was a 13-2 victory from Granger, Indiana, so the Bees take that series. Then the Bees face off against Calumet, Indiana in at Calumet on the 7th of April, winning 15-4. Calumet then traveled to the Bees, I don't even want to say to the Bees Stadium, because it was played in Clinton, Iowa, and not at Modern Woodman. It was played at Nelson Corp Field, which the Bees won that doubleheader on the 8th, 2 to 1 and 7 to 5. Then the Bees had a two-game series against Trinity Christian on the 11th, winning the first game 15 to 2 and losing the second game 10 to 7. Coming up for the Bees, they have quite a few games until next episode. They will play at I'm sorry, they will play at home against Roosevelt tomorrow at 5 o'clock p.m. from Modern Woodman Stadium. Fun fact, KALA will be broadcasting that game tomorrow evening at 5 o'clock from Modern Woodman. It'll be myself and freshman Alex Depinsky on the call in the booth. It'll be Alex's KALA debut. And then David Meyer will be down on the field with a wireless mic, or really, you know, just in the front row of the crowd, uh, just trying to pick up some of the noise from the dugout and, you know, relay some messages to us. After that game on Friday, the Bees will travel to Roosevelt for a doubleheader on the 15th at 2 and 4.30 p.m. Then the Bees will face off against St. Francis of Illinois at Nelson Corp Field in Clinton on Tuesday at 3 o'clock p.m., and they will face off against Clark from Nelson Corp on Wednesday at 3 p.m. as well. So they've got five games until next episode, hopefully going to go 5-0, and climb back to 500, which I said they could right when they were at the beginning of their season and they started out really rough. But, you know, I'm I'm very excited for tomorrow. First baseball broadcast of the year. Uh, First one since about this time uh, last year. So very excited to get out there. Baseball, one of my favorite sports, and I I can't wait to call that. Now in the world of softball for St. Ambrose, the team currently sits at a record record. Of 17 and 18 overall and 5 and 3 in the conference. The Bees won their first two games of the month 10 to nothing and 6 to 3 against Calumet, but then they dropped a double header at home against Loris 7 to 5 and 7 to 3 on the 6th. Since then, the Bees dropped a double header at, at Olivet uh, on the 11th, 10 to 2, and 4 to 3. And then they dropped their first game of their doubleheader today at Waldorf 6-5. to However, it looks like the Bees are currently winning the second game of that doubleheader 9-3 to in the bottom of the seventh inning, so the last inning of the game. Uh, they're up by six, but there are no outs in the bottom of the seventh with runners on first and second base. Annabelle Krul is pitching right now. For the Bees. She's gone all seven innings. She's thrown 78 pitches so far. After this one, the Bees have a doubleheader against Judson on Saturday at 12 and noon from Elgin. Then the Bees have a doubleheader again against St. Francis on the 16th at home at 12 and 2. And then on Wednesday at 3 and 5 from St. Xavier in Chicago. I'll have more on all those scores Uh And, you know, just box scores, stats, all that kind of fun stuff next week. That's going to do it for tonight's episode of Schistel Speaks Sports here on KALA HD2 106.1. As always, you can find past episodes of this program on different KALA streaming services, such as Spotify and SoundCloud. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow for our baseball broadcast between the Fighting Bees and the Roosevelt Lakers with first pitch set for five o'clock PM from modern Woodman stadium. Or if you want, no, come out. It'd be a nice little fun, fun weekend start with the family. Or if you're in college, you know, come with your friends, cheer on your fellow uh, classmates and all that fun stuff. Really try to get a big crowd. Makes it always a bit more fun when there's a big crowd for a broadcaster as well. If not, like I said, tune in right here, K A L A H D2 106.1 for that broadcast. Once again, I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. Go bees, have a great rest of your week, and hopefully you'll be hearing me tomorrow. As always, like I said, go bees.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So-